Hey, what's up, what's up, everybody? This is Jeff from BKJ Mag TV, and this is the BKJ Mag Podcast Experience coming to you live from Brooklyn, New York. This is episode 34, season 3, and tonight's episode, we're talking about a review of The Exorcist, The Believer. Now, I had an opportunity to watch the movie in theaters while I was in Miami, and I'm going to tell you, this movie uh, left me kind of uneven about it. Uh, first of all, um, the movie starts out starts off in Haiti. And I've noticed a lot of movies have been using Haiti as sort of like the background, as sort of like the starting point or an ending point. Um, to film certain scenes or moments and this one um, continues that trend so big ups to the exorcist and the producers and the writers for using um, Haiti and keeping Haiti you know in the map on the maps anyhow um, the movie starts off in Haiti and it starts off in 2010 now for anybody that remembers what happened in 2010 Haiti had suffered one of the biggest, most devastating earthquakes in world history. It basically destroyed a majority parts of Haiti. Basically, Port-au-Prince and many counties were leveled down to the ground. And millions and millions of people lost their lives because of that gigantic earthquake and now the movie the exorcist uses that as a background as sort of a theme in the movie because i don't want to give it away if you do plan on seeing it but the um the movie starts off with the main character um hold on let me get to the let me get to it real quick the main character basically having to make a decision his wife basically who's very pregnant and they're both photographers on their vacation in Haiti um the wife gets caught up in the earthquake and basically the house everything collapses on her and many other people now they're able to get the wife back to safety however the husband has to make a decision because the doctors basically they're um they're trying the doctors have basically treated the wife and and the unborn child the doctors tell the husband victor um your wife and your daughter we can save them but we only save one of them we can't save both so you're going to have to make a decision which one you want to save. Now, Victor, as the main character's name, he's upset. He's in shock. He's like, what is this? How come you can't save both? And you can see the decision that he has to make, which is going to rip his world apart. Lose his unborn child or lose his wife? Which one does he pick? And 
the movie flashes away from that moment after the decision I guess is technically made and we see a 13 year old girl running around and laughing in the house and at that point the audience knows that the decision was already made he picked the unborn child over his wife so I'm assuming now the doctors did what they needed to do and his wife died in Haiti in 2010 because of the earthquake so now he's living in Atlanta with his daughter Angela and he has a photoshop business in Atlanta and basically but his in some ways his daughter has these issues with her name is Angela and she has these things where I don't know I don't feel like the movie really explored it as much and I wish I would have seen this but apparently her she's been trying to communicate with the dead with an evil spirit which I I don't know it does uh, I it don't make no sense to me and her friend Catherine um uh, basically a, a young white girl um they've been hanging out together and basically trying to communicate with the dead with the evil spirits and I, I don't I don't I, I didn't see the purpose of that and apparently some one night one day after they decide to go after school to study which they lied to their parents they were communicating with the dead and then the spirits took them over and they come back and they act differently but that's after the parents somebody had discovered them and now they have to deal the parents victor has to deal with his daughter and catherine's father who's um catholic has to deal with his daughter's outbursts as well and they're trying to save their daughters from this demonic demon who apparently is the same demonic demon from the from the original exorcist movie and they're trying to figure out um victor brings back the mother of the daughter that was possessed in the original exorcist movie and uh something happens to her i'm not going to tell you what happens but you got to see this for yourself and i didn't like it apparently i just did not like it at all and i'll tell you this when i look at the um when I look at certain movie, when I look at certain movies and how they treat legacy characters, I definitely did not like the way they treated the mother from the original Exorcist movie. I think Gordon, Gordon Green, who's the director of this movie, he does things that I'm just, I'm just, I, I find I don't find appealing at all. And I felt there were things that weren't flushed out all the way. I had just read a review on Ebert's um, website. And for anybody that don't know who Roger Ebert um, was, Roger Ebert was one of the finest um, film critics in American history. He has reviewed, uh, he had reviewed um, thousands and thousands of films. He unfortunately passed away from cancer. And legacy and new writers are taking up his mantle and basically creating new material um, for the uh, for the platform. So, Mr. Malt, um, the writer of this article, Matt Zeller Saltz, um, writes gives a, a harsh review, two stars and a half. 
calls this movie pretty good pretty decent but things are the characters the ideas are not fully flushed out now this this is like typical hollywood we understand what hollywood typically does they take a cut there's the rough cut there's the final cut and there's the movie cut which hits the theatrical cut which hits the movie theaters and you don't know what the studio did the studio could have chopped off so many things they could have asked oh we're chopping this off we're chopping that off we're chopping this off and when studios have these type of control over a film it really reduces its effect um to connect with audiences so if you look at the exorcist the believer the, well, the beginning of the very beginning of the movie was photography we didn't really see that play out I really and then uh, and that was the writer of this article who brought it out and I think it was very interesting he brought this out because um in the exorcist one sound recording was the theme throughout the whole movie and you would think photography would be the theme of this whole movie since it was introduced in the beginning but it didn't fall through so um Mr. Mazzello really really um hits the point home on this one one thing about um making movies you want to make sure you keep the themes consistent and that it hits all their points and when you see that in this movie it just doesn't hit Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 22% and um, I think it's pretty rough I don't think it deserved a 22% maybe it could have got 40% you know maybe 45 maybe 50% I think the visual effects were stunning um, I believe the choices that was made um, um, was astronomical I think race relations definitely played a part because one daughter Catherine is white and Angela's black um, who do they choose to save um, there's a choice being made in the end of the movie like there was a choice in the beginning now the choice comes back and plays out again who do they pick to to spare which life which life is spared at the end is it the white life or the black life and basically you don't know you we don't know how I, well, I know I seen the end of the movie I would love to see I love to want you to see who um which choice is made the white life is the white life or the black life which one was sent? which one was worth more essential in saving in the end of the movie at the end faiths catholic different faith different religions come together to try to defeat this demon that had stalked and tormented the first um female victim in the first exorcist movie and now looking at this movie i'm just like there were so many misses and I think, honestly, I don't think it could have been the director's fault. I think it's the studio. The studio really interfered in this movie. And the executive producers, they came in and they edited the crap out of the movie. They could have taken, they took so much stuff out. This movie should have never, like Zola um, points out, a movie like this shouldn't be done in, in a short fashion. It should be played in a long term, like two, almost three hours. This is the exorcist. This is a... A connection to the past you cannot wrap this up in in quick fashion it just doesn't make sense to do that and these studios these executives are really pushing that envelope really trying to cut time in movies to try to speed it up 
when you do but people don't realize when you do that you mess up a good movie and audiences are going to be lost and they're going to be pissed off and critics are going to be pissed off as they're going to then take the movie apart piece by piece by piece and giving it low ratings to the point where people are not going to want to see it so i wanted to go see it and i seen what some of the critics were talking about when they chopped off certain parts in the editing room you know i'm begging the studios to still keep the movie fully intact so so that way the audience is fully invested in the characters and in the story you know movie has personality we're just when we see a movie we're attracted because of its visuals its visual personality it's it's scary disposition it's what gets us into those seats it's what makes us in, invest our time to watch so studios shouldn't try to squeeze too much of the good stuff out in order to try to cut running time you know time is a commodity every day when we see the sunrise we see the night we see the sunrise and we see the sun set down and we see the moonlight time is a commodity so you know studios shouldn't have to cut time let us enjoy it let us un unroll the story as it progresses forward that's what i want and that's what i think was the ultimate demise of this movie there were a lot of interesting themes that could have been really really flushed out and uh, mr gordon i don't believe it's his fault because i think the performances were sweet were right on the point it's just not stories and idea the potential stories and ideas were put out there but it wasn't flushed out all the way and i think that's because of the studios so overall i like this movie i would recommend the audience to go see it overall just be aware it's not as good as the original as they always say so you know take this movie with a grain of salt thank you for listening to this podcast episode on the review of the exorcist the believer that is out in theaters now wherever tickets are sold wherever movies are playing around your neighborhood thank you for listening peace love always one